Praise the Lord. Welcome to the official GVPC podcast. My name is Pastor Chris Keats. I am the pastor of Gila Valley Pentecostal Church in Safford, Arizona. We're so glad to have you here listening to this podcast. We pray that it richly blesses you. And God bless you. Oh, 
And that gave them the boldness to move on. I gave them the faith to move on. I gave them the ability to stand against the enemies of their time, write the letters to the churches of the time, and take the word of God into places. That voice of God changed them. Their definition changed. God changed their definition. Their difference was found in their definition. When the word of God is spoken in our lives, we must listen. A defining moment can happen when God speaks. A defining moment can happen today when God speaks. Not it, but when. If the word of God goes forth, it doesn't return void. The spoken word of God, when it goes, it goes with intention, it goes to create. It goes to define, to give new purpose to you, to your family, to those that are before you, and to the ones that are after you. When God speaks, Things are changed. All by the spoken word of God. When the preacher preaches the word, God moves in the sanctuary. When the word goes forth, God moves. When the saint of, when the saint of God studies the word of God, things happen. Things are moved because God's still speaking in his word. When doctrines defend and study it, the word of God is still creating faith in those who are combating that doctrine. When a Bible study is being given, that word's going forth. There's revelation being poured out. People are being changed. A love of God is being born. By the word of God. Anything can happen when God moves. Anything can happen when God speaks. Anything can happen. When God's word goes forth. That's right. God, God's word was spoken at creation, and things were defined. The skies and seas were divided, dry land, and waters were separated. Each animal knew their purpose. And lastly, but definitely not the most least unimportant, light was brought out of darkness. Light was pulled from the void. As the Spirit of God moved upon the face of Jesus, He spoke. Light was pulled from darkness. Light was pulled from death. Light was pulled from darkness. And just like that, when God speaks, light can be brought into our lives. Revelation can be brought into our lives. Healing can be brought into our lives. A new purpose can be brought into our lives. We can be defined. John 1.1 so eloquently proclaims that in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. God and His Word are inseparable. You can't divide them. You can't pull the Word of God out of God and make it higher than Him. It is God. It's the same thing. And this Word, the Word of God, one of its purposes is to create, as we just read. But throughout time, God has revealed His Word to humanity in different ways. In Ephesians 6.17, we can read that we're taking up an armor. It says, and take the helmet of salvation, and it says, and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And then we can find Hebrews when it goes on and says that it does, what that sword of the Spirit does. It says in Hebrews 4, 12 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and the marrow, and is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The word of God is not just vocabulary. The word of God is not just his voice. But to humanity, it's a sword of the spirit that can divide, that can define. They can make new. That word of God can move on us. That word of God can be used as a sword in battle. That word of God can be used as a sword in prayer. That word of God can be used as a sword to put out things from our hearts that shouldn't be there. That word of God is meant to be taken up. Hand in hand up. When the enemy is shouting in our lives. Taken and cut down the enemy with the truth. Cut down the enemy with the word of God with his doctrine. Cut down the enemy with the spirit of the soul. That word of God is is a sword to humanity. Divides, cuts, makes his people who they need to be. That sword of God makes a difference in our life. 
If you know what the Son of God is doing, with the Word of God, how powerful it is to the Lord, and how God prays, then give him our best shot.
Word of God. It creates, it defines, it makes us different. And that's not a bad thing. But, but, the best part, the best part about the Word of God is not that it divided, or it's not that it caused things to come into creation. It's not even that it defines, but the best part about the Word of God is what we find in John 1 verse 14. And that word, and that word was made flesh and dwelt among us. That sword of the Spirit was made flesh. That defining voice was made flesh. The one who created all was made flesh. That word of God was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten Father, full of grace and truth. That word that was made flesh, that sword of the Spirit that was brought, that sword that divided. The sword that was meant to be made true in battle. That sword, that word that can create and define a new purpose for humanity. The voice of God has spoken the Old Testament and made people new. That's the word that was made flesh. And that flesh, that form of man, that flesh was none other but the man Jesus Christ. Jesus the Christ. Jesus the Messiah. Okay, you got to do a revelation who Jesus really is. He's not just some person that brings out peace. No, he came to bring a sword. Powers of the world. Right. That wasn't going to happen until later. 
But you're saying, you're mistaken. I've not come to bring earthly peace. I've came to bring a sword that separates you from this world. I came to bring a word that separates you. It makes you a new person, a new people. It gives you a new design, a new definition that will make you different. Right, come on, come on. That's the word that was being sent. That's the word that was being used in trying to battle. That's the word. How we see Jesus matters. Right, that's the truth. You know who really doesn't like Jesus? Our adversary. You know who really doesn't like Jesus? Our adversary's way of, of using and getting into the minds of the saints of God. Especially when politicians seem to be people's gods. They don't like who Jesus is. Because he's Jesus divides them, he defines them, he cuts them loose. But those who know who Jesus is, those who have a love for God so deeply that they know who Jesus is. They know that Jesus, Jesus was not just some person to be admired or a story to tell at Christmas time. And the gospel wasn't just for a good story, but they knew the gospel was a plan to be followed. The gospel was a sword that was being used in battle. The gospel that was being sent, the word that was being sent, the plan that we must follow. Jesus did not come to bring peace. He came to divide. He came to define and he came to create. The purpose of Jesus was to separate us from sin. That sword was being sent to separate us from sin. That word was made flesh to provide a way of salvation. How? How, are we, how might we be separated from sin, you might ask? Well, according to God's plan, the shedding of blood was necessary for remission of human sins. The blood of animals cannot take away human sin because animals were inferior to humans. Nor the human could purchase redemption for someone else because all had sin and so deserved that same penalty. The only thing that was sinless, the only one that was all good, all pure, all holy, all righteous was the Spirit of God. Therefore, God needed to have something that was innocent, that was pure, to be that lamb that sacrifice for human sins. Therefore, God provided himself a body. Himself a body. That he might live a sinless life of flesh and in the flesh and shed innocent blood to save humanity. He became flesh and blood so that through him we can, we can be allowed that Jesus could defeat sin and death and all that comes with it. Jesus was that difference. Jesus was that separation. Jesus was that sword that took away sin. Jesus was that sword that made a people. Jesus was that sword that made a holy nation and peculiar people a holy priesthood. Jesus was that sword that was tried in battle through the gospel, through his death, his burial, and resurrection, fighting the adversary, going to where no human could return, only except Jesus, he defeated the enemy of death. He took away the sting of death and gave us the ability to say, Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, oh, grave, oh, grave, where is thy victory? Jesus allowed us to be separated from sin. He made the way. He made the way. Jesus is our lamb that was slain for the foundation of the world. Jesus was our kids and redeemer. Jesus was a mediator. Yes. Jesus was a, is a high priest. Yes. Jesus is our advocate. And Jesus is our temple of righteousness. Jesus came to separate us from sin. The soul of the Spirit came to separate us from sin. The Word of God came to separate us from sin. And that's exactly what it did. That's exactly what Jesus did. Not earthly blessing, but heavenly blessing. Not earthly riches, but heavenly riches.
the darkness, to divide the light from the darkness, to make a people from the darkness. Jesus came to define. Jesus came to make the church. Jesus came to make our definition, to make us different. Ephesians 5, verse 8, as we read, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now. You should be dark, but now you have been made light in the Lord. You've been made light in the Lord by the sword, by the word. And now your definition says you must walk as a child of the light. And have no fellowship with your beautiful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. When you walk into the school, through whatever you're doing, whatever your job, whatever it is, and there's evil thoughts about you, there's perverse jokes being said, and they're expecting you to laugh, they're expecting you to respond and chime in and laugh what they're laughing at. The light is to reprove the darkness. The darkness cannot comprehend the light. Evil cannot cannot comprehend the good. Sin cannot comprehend the sword. When the sword of God went forth, sin had to go. Sin had to flee. Death had to be defeated when Jesus rose from the grave. Death had to be defeated when Jesus rose and resurrected. That's right. Verse 14. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Christ shall be the light of the world. He shall be the one to separate you. Uh-huh. Not the president. Come on now. Come on, not your mom or daddy. Right. Not your boss. Not your job. But Jesus. Right. Jesus came to be the light of the world. The world that makes flesh was nothing but Jesus. The soul of the spirit was nothing but Jesus. Oh, that sword that we fall on, that sword that we love, that cuts things out of us, that makes us, that defines us, that sword of the spirit, that's the thing that defines us, that's the thing that makes us, that's the thing that makes us different. There's a famous author, there's a famous author that said in one of her famous books, she said that uh, definitions, definitions belong to the definer. Not the define. That's good. Well, think about that. That's right. Your definition is not up to you, but it's up to the one who defined you. Right. Come on now. The definer defines. He defined a people. He defined a person, a holy priesthood that belongs to him. And by definition, we are locked into a set of nouns and verbs and adjectives or whatever form of grammar you want to say. By definition, we're locked into a certain way. We can't operate outside that certain way. And by the definer, we're to walk as the children of the light. By the definer, we are made to be a holy priest and reprove the darkness. How? How? By the word of God. By the sword of the spirit. Oh, come on. If, you, if you're born again in the name of Jesus, receive the gift of the Holy Ghost by evidence of speaking in tongues. If you've been infilled and made holy, you've been defined by the definer. You've got the gospel working your life. You've been made into a new person, into a new creature. You've been made to be defined. And because we are this way, because we've been born again, we've been defined by the definer. We cannot do what the world does. We cannot act like the world acts. We cannot act like the darkness. We must be of the light. We must be of the man-man Jesus. We must be of the sword. So the preaching's hard. We're following the sword. Doesn't matter what it is, we fall on the sword. Because that's what's true. That's what's the light. That's what's pure. That's what's holy. If we get bitter, we fall on the sword. Because that bitterness is not going to save you. It's going to tear you down. That's a tool of the adversary. But the sword, take you in a battle when you fall on it. 
sent the sword of the Spirit. The sword of the Spirit defines you. The word of God defines you. Our definition is found in the word of God. Second Corinthians 5 and 17. This is one of my favorite, favorite scriptures. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new. He is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. I do it this way. We get a new set of eyes and fall on the sword. We get a new pair of ears when we fall on the sword. We get a new heart when we fall on the sword. We get a new voice when we fall on the sword. And everything about that is a reflection of the one of Jesus. We've been made new by Jesus, by the sword of the Spirit. And God did not, God did not save us and define us to act out of order, to act outside of our definition. That sword, that word of God that defines, that's what makes us us. That's what makes our difference in this world. We've been made new. We've been let free. We've been set loose. John 8 and 36. The Son, therefore, shall make you free. Ye shall be free indeed. Ye shall be free indeed. Ye shall be free to use the sword and spear in battle. Ye shall be free to run loose when the preacher preaches. Ye shall be free to run loose when you've been made new and born again. You've been made new when you hear and know that Jesus did not come to set earthly peace, but a sword to define us, to separate us from sin. The only one that can do that is a man named Jesus. Come on, to believe in that powerful and saving name of Jesus and the power and the necessity of baptism in the name of Jesus. Let's clap our hands and socialize and give God a shout of praise. Why do you keep throwing in our face, preacher? Because the only thing that wants to be sin is the sword of the Spirit. Our definition to be a child of the light, our definition is to be a worshiper. Our definition is to the worship the one that created us. We are not meant to act out of order. We're not meant to be like the world. We're meant to act like the one who defines us. We're meant to be who the definer says we need to be. This city doesn't need a people who don't know who they are. They don't need a church who doesn't know who they are. They don't need a church who doesn't know how to use the sword of the Spirit. They need a church that falls on the sword. They need a church that loves the word of God. They need a church that is the gospel. They need a person. They need a people to walk and talk and live and act and love the word of God. We can define as worshipers. So I'm going to act like a worshiper. And what's the matter with the I'm going to be a worshiper.
do what the world does. We do what God tells us to do. We are finance. We make for joy. We dance with all our might, just like David did before the Lord came. Just like David did before the presence of the Lord. We dance with all his might. Oh, I know you jump. You want to jump in worship. Your worship is just as much now as it was then. When the Lord formed forth, our worship, our worship is responsive. Our worship is the loving of God. Our worship. My definition is found in Jesus. My difference is found in Jesus. One more, 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 one
little, you don't stay home. You go to the battlefield. You get to the altar. Yeah. I tell you, if you're fighting something that the world attacking you, you need to get to the battlefield.
Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord.